welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Poppin' News of poppinnews.com in Columbus, Nebraska, and in just a moment we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman Ali of conjurmanali.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Aura LaForce of AuraLaForce.com in Quebec, Canada, bringing us today's topic on road opening for the new year. Afterwards, they will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of voodoo, conjure, or root work as divine and described by the greatest spiritual voodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Cat and Conjure Man Ali. Miss Cat? Hi, thank you, Papa Newt. It's nice to hear your lovely voice. Well, I'll tell you, we started the new year with um, just about, as soon as the new year happened, we had a Mercury retrograde. And um, so our topic this time is um, road opening and breakthroughs for the new year. We need this topic. So if you're just tuning in, hold on to your seats. We're going to do some some serious root work because we need it. Now, I'm going to tell you, as I always do, what's going on here at the uh, shop and in my little purview and domain. We are working on books. That's my job, working on books. Got off to a slow start, as often happens. Um, trying to push ahead, and I have some great news about some upcoming books. So I talked with <clears throat> Professor Porterfield. He's working on his Sporting Life book. Folks, if you want to know spells for prostitution, gambling, dealing illicit substances, and keeping the law away, or any kind of work of that nature, uh, Charles is bringing it to you in one book, The Sporting Life, and it's going to be all of these spells. They're going to go way back. You know how Charles is. He reaches way back into history, and then he says, up to date is tomorrow. And it's going to be a great, great book. Um, We have another book on the runway, and that book is by John St. Germain, the voice of the Crystal Silence League Radio Hour. And this is going to be a book on crystals. It's going to be everything. Crystals, how to use them, how to meditate with them, how to divine with them. It's a good book. Now, uh, John St. Germain has written previously books on palmistry, published by Llewellyn, if you want to look them up. If you want a sample of how he writes, check out those uh, books. But this is for us. This is going to be coming out um, with the church, Missionary Independent Spiritual Church. So he's got that book underway. Then we have David Shee. Uh, some of you have been at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, met him, and wondered who was that guy with that big brass disc on his chest. Well, that was David Shee. And uh, I was doing my little um, workshop on paper in my shoe, and I was holding up little papers, and I said, you know, it's just a custom in Hoodoo to use interesting papers, fun papers, different papers. And I showed how sometimes we would write on um, Chinese 
um, what are called hell bank notes or spirit money. And I sometimes use these little Tibetan prayer papers. And I said, you know, I have no idea what's on these papers. And he goes, I can translate it for you. And he was sitting right there in the audience. And he began to translate them. And I'm like, oh, my God, the man knows Chinese. <laughs> and, uh, so I said to him, well, what are you doing here? And he goes, well, you know, I'm interested in hoodoo. And I said, well, I'm interested in Chinese folk magic. And he goes, well, I don't know much about Chinese folk magic. I'm from Manchuria. My family is from Manchuria. Actually, he's from New York. But his family is from Manchuria. And so he is writing a whole book called North Asian Folk Magic. Now, this North Asian magic book is going to blow some minds, uh, as always. There's going to be something new, something different, and something similar, because folk magic has a certain prehistoric basis that always kind of is all around the world. But he's turned in pages and chapters already. that's already completely blown my mind. It's a, it's a whole world out there of North Asian magic. So get ready for that one, and he's going to do a workshop on it in May, May 14th and 15th at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival in Forestville, California. And after that, the book will be on sale to the public. And it's going to—it's just one of those corner turners, you know what I'm saying? And uh, people are going to turn the corner and go, "Oh, you know, my grandmother was into North Asian magic, actually." <laughs> and we'll find out about that. Um, and everyone will want to be a, a North Asian magician. So then, <laughs> I've just got to say, well, we've seen it happen with just about every book we've done. Somebody does a book, and then the next thing, everybody says that, that was in their family for the last two hundred mm-hmm. years. It's going to be a little harder for them to prove they were Manchurians or Mongolians, I'm telling you. But, you know, they can dig it out, dig out a Mongolian and a deep, deep distant past. Anyway, but it's great stuff, It's and he's a good writer. Oh, my God, I was just completely blown away to meet David Shee and, and have this thing come together. I'm working on my super secret book project. I probably will reveal it within the next couple of weeks. I'm just going to leave it at that. Super secret book project <laughs> coming from me. But I'm we under the cloud <laughs> I'm under the cloud of Mercury retrograde, and with Mercury retrograde, I've been putting everybody else's books ahead of me. Madam Pamita has turned in her uh, flyer, and she's going to be doing a workshop on teas as potions, some of the same things that, mm. that Aura and, and Madam Pamita have in common, although I don't believe you two have ever met. But, um, no. but, Aura, but Aura is an herbalist, and so is Madam Pamita. So she's going to be doing a whole workshop on teas as potions. So we got a lot planned for the 14th and 15th of May, and um, a lot of a lot of good ideas cooking and brewing on the back burner, and uh, more stuff on the front. Michelle Jackson is going to be there, and she's going to be doing a bone reading workshop, how to interpret bones in groups. You know, people throw out a hundred bones, and then they go, "What am I looking at? I'm looking at a pile of bones." So she's going to talk about how to break it down into groups, and there's a flyer that she'll be handing out for that. And, and Michelle is, as everyone knows, one of the finest teachers that we've ever met, and she's been a, a teacher at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival several times. So that's going to be good. And other plans are afoot, but that's all I'm going to talk about for today. I don't want to wear you all out and make you memorize everything. <laughs> and I'll get to more of them next week. So if you have not ever been to the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, this is our ninth year. You better come along now. They're not going to last forever. And um, I've promised I would do them until I'm 72. I'm 68 now. I will be 69 right before this next one, so do the math, okay? Um, <laughs> you got your chance. <laughs> okay. After that, they're going to have to bear me out on a litter and just set me up on a throne, and they can do the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, whoever they are, okay? 
<laughs> and I'll just sit there. All right. Um, but I said I'd do them till I'm 72, and I will. Thank you. All right. Well, how about you, Countryman Ali? My gosh, we have the, the video of the trash cans going down the hill. Um, that has gone viral. Uh, I say this because for all of those listening who don't know and listening five years from now when this is in the distant past, Countryman Ali lives in Southern California, and there has been flooding Flooding, yes. oh my God. Yes. And uh, there's this viral video of these trash cans forming a train and just chugga, chugga, chugga down the hill. Blew everybody's mind. What's up, Ollie? <laughs> well, we're enjoying our our unusual winter weather, which is quite nice. Um, it's it's tamed down quite a bit. It, it really, this is Southern California for you. It rains two days in a row and flash flood and everything goes to hell in a handbasket. But in you know the rest of the time we're still at, at about you know, mild seventy degree weather. Um, so we oh, had good. two days of we had two days of winter and then everything went back to normal. Well, I'm hoping a little bit more winter will be nice, but that's just me enjoying uh, strange weather. Um, on my mm-hmm. end, I've been quite well, uh, enjoying the beginning of the new year, uh, influx of a new client. Um, I'm very, unfortunately, I'm very booked as, as a root worker. I shouldn't say unfortunate, but fortunately, I'm very booked as a root worker. And I don't often take on new clients um, out of the blue. Generally, it's clients that have built some formal relationship um, that I've done readings for for many years that I know, that I work with. And I have a very limited amount of slots open for new clients. That's not to say I don't do root work. I do a lot of root work for clients. It's just I have a lot of return clients. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Aspects. I do too. Yeah, so various aspects of, of their life. I only have a handful for new clients. And they all got mm-hmm. booked up for for um, January. So it's been quite a busy uh, start to 2016, but I wouldn't have it any other way, being a faithful, hard-working tourist as I am. <laughs> so I've been having lots of fun um, getting to know my new client and starting new work. Lots of, of very um, positive, uplifting work, people wanting to change their lives, turn things around, and bring in a positive 2016, which is really the kind of best type of work um, and, and one that all root workers really enjoy doing. You know, you, you said something, two things there, actually, I'd like to comment on. Number one, hmm. um, uh, those of us who are have been in this field a while uh, hmm. do build up um, accumulation of what we call our regulars, people yes, who come indeed. back to us over and over again. And mm-hmm. um, they do get precedent and priority over newcomers. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. that's why there's always room for new readers and new root workers. But I hear you. I'm in that same situation. I've got um, until May, until the festival, and it's a good thing you mentioned this because I do have to put this out on air. Until May, I am not taking any new reading clients. Okay, already last year I said no more root work clients. Now it's no more new reading clients. And... Mm -hmm. uh, and and um, I'm going to be sending out a little note and putting this on my web page. Anybody who has had 12 readings with me or more uh, can get a reading. 
between now and May. No pro- no problem. But my bookio mm-hmm. booking page looks like I'm booked solid until May. Call mm-hmm. the church because if you're a regular client, you know what I mean when I say call the church, right? Mm-hmm. Call the church mm-hmm. and they will they will hand book you a reading. It'll be on the same days and the same times as I always do, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But I'm only taking my regulars, which will cut down my reading load by about half. Because about half mm-hmm. my people are regulars and half are drive-bys and new. So that's just something I need to get out there. And I'll mention it again maybe next week if I remember. Not trying to abandon reading, but I do have to work on these books. And I do this every year. Mm-hmm. I go into kind of partial shutdown mode. People think mm-hmm. I've gone into a cave. So uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's my story. And then the other thing you said was we like to work with people who are looking for improvement in new things. Boy, that was the second mm-hmm. thing you said, Ollie, that resonated with me. Mm-hmm. There is no reader on earth and no root worker on earth who wants to fail. But there are people who come to us who want us to reinforce their failure. And mm-hmm. we become part of the great narrative of their messed up life. They call one reader and then another and then another and then another and they want to have all readers fail to solve their problem. But their problem is that they really want to fail. And as readers, we all talk about this. You know, readers do get together and talk Mm -hmm. about our jobs. And we all say, yes, it was so bright. I had a reading with somebody and I or I did root work for somebody who really was ready to do something new and get past Mm -hmm. that problem, get that curse taken off, get that old love affair gone and the new Mm -hmm. year coming on. And we love it when that happens because we can do our best. We're working with a clean slate. We're working with someone who is optimistic. And so... I, one thing about regulars, now you'd think, because I mentioned regulars, oh, they're the people who are always gloom and doom and they've always got a problem. Uh-uh. Oh, no. They're people who work with readers. They're people who are habituated to continuous hoodoo and conjure consciousness, as we might say. They're usually very optimistic people. They might have a crisis now and then, but it isn't the same as these perpetual crises people who sometimes are drive-bys. They just want to see what your take is on the same old, sad old story. So you hit on a good thing there, Ali, when you mentioned that. Having good clients who are ready to look forward to the future makes us happier. It really does. Mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> it's so true. Yep. It's my favorite type of work. I mean, I said in yep. the chat room, I've, I've got this reputation, not deservedly so, but this sort of root work special forces, right? People come to me when they're dealing with magical warfare, you know, people who are being crossed or, or they have demons and jinn and spirits and intrusions in their life or they want that intense breakup. So I, I get quite a bit of those clients. And while I have a very strong hand in that, it's actually not my favorite type of work. My favorite type of work is what we just talked about. People were like, you know what, I'm ready to start fresh this year. I want happiness. I want love. I want joy. I want success. That's my favorite type of working out the type of strategy to work mm-hmm. with people and, and build them up. Um, it's right. far more entertaining, far more, not just entertaining, but fun and rewarding um, than than going to war on behalf of someone, though I'm willing to do that as well. Right. Well, Shiva said something in the chat room, and I'm going to bring that out into the audio portion of our stream here, about these people. They've got a narrative ongoing in their lives, and you can become a bit part. 
That's what mm. I'm talking about. Those people that want you to have a big part as yet another root worker who failed to solve the great problem of their life because really they're clinging to their problem. All right. Mm, well, true. having having kind of tripped off sideways, I'd like to bring in our, our guest. So this is Aura LaForest. Now, those of you who know and love her, know and love her already, but if you don't know her, I want you to go in and go buy a copy of Hoodoo Spiritual Baths, Cleansing Conjure with Washes and Waters by Aura LaForest. And this book was published in 2014 um, by Lucky Mojo. You can buy it at the Lucky Mojo Company. You can buy it at Amazon.com. Uh, and you can buy it through outlets like Papanoot.com. And, of course, I'm sure AuraLaForest.com. Or, right? Yes, <laughs> and this book is a breakthrough book. This book is the first and only, only book just on spiritual bathing. But it's not just on bathing. It's about bathing. It's about uh, floor washes, laundry, deployment and disposal of waters and washes. Um, It has a huge, beautiful uh, question and answer session pulled from the Lucky Mojo forum where people say, well, I couldn't bathe on such and such a day. Have I ruined it? And people answer those questions. This book has recipes, it has spells, um, it has recommended lists of herbs. Get this book, Hoodoo Spiritual Baths, Cleansing Conjure with Washes and Waters. Now, Aura has been a guest on our show a number of times, but I just cannot stress enough, this is not all she knows, folks, and this will not be her only book. But this book is an important book, and anyone who wants to work in the really authentic Hoodoo tradition will need this book because she lays it all out and so orderly, so thoroughly. So welcome, Aura. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, If you have not checked out the Facebook page for the Hoodoo Spiritual Baths book, there is a Facebook page where regularly are posted new recipes and new ways to use herbs, roots, to get the results that you want. Mm-hmm. So that's another area that you can take a look at. Okay, because and what and, and would that be? That's at Facebook dot com, right? Yeah, Papa Newt just put that up, and, okay. and there's yes, it is. regular posts as well as when there is a Lucky Mojo Root Work Hour that uh, I will be on. So, okay. Right now, so let me just give are, that. Let me give that yeah. in the audio portion for those who don't have the chat room. It would be yeah. Facebook dot com slash Hoodoo Spiritual Baths, all one word, all run together, all lowercase. Facebook.com slash Hoodoo Spiritual Baths. Check it out. And um, it's a great little page. Like it, share it, think about it. All right. Now, our topic today is um, road opening for the new year. So let's get started with that subject. As I said at the beginning, we started with Mercury Retrograde uh, on the 5th. And we're struggling. We're not really making the road opening breakthroughs that we thought we would be. Um, What are we going to do about it, Aura? Tell us what to do. Well, there's three steps that I've found to road opening. I do a lot of road opening in my practice, and it is an integral part of many other types of work as well. So I like to break it down into three different steps. That first step is determining the area that you're going to be working in. Where do you Mm want to go? Because if you're trying to road open a multitask and road open all areas of your life, chances are you're not going to make significant headway in any of them. Mm-hmm. You, need your, you need to have specific, precise goals. They mm-hmm. need to be measurable. 
What are the results? What type, what's the precise results that you want from your work? What mm-hmm. do you consider to be a sign? You need to know that before you start. So mm-hmm. let's go with a, a general New Year's resolution. I want to lose mm-hmm. weight this year. Well, mm-hmm. don't expect to go from Homer Simpson to Tony Horton in a year. <laughs> Be realistic. You're going to take it in steps or give yourself a really long time period, but start by taking steps. So you're going to determine what you want to do. Let's say I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, that's a measurable goal. Mm-hmm. Then you're mm-hmm. going to move to step two. Step two is how do you get there? And mm-hmm. this is where you're going to determine what type of a road opening formula that you need. So what type of a road opening formula is going to work for you? Mm-hmm. Do you have a road to where you want to go? Do you already have, let's say, a health and well-being practice? Are you working on your diet already? Are you exercising? If yes, you already have a road to go there. So basically mm-hmm. you need a push in the right direction. A van-van-type formula can work really nicely there. Mm-hmm. You haven't started exercising and you haven't in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you open your pantry and you've got lots of ramen noodles. Mm-hmm. You're going to want more of a road opener over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you at the point where you need to seriously consider a medical examination and gastric bypass might be something you're going to consider in the mundane world? If so, mm-hmm. well, you're going to be going with Blockbuster. So you need to right. address, pick your road opener and road opening type of formulas for where you want to go. And consider the mundane, diet, exercise, medical conditions, how much financial can you put aside for that. All of that goes into step two. And the second really important part of step two, how ready for change are you really Because a lot of people say they want road opening. And then they get very scared when the results start coming in. Mm -hmm. Because road opening Mm -hmm. will blow things away. It ruffles your feathers. It puts you up against your own beliefs, and you've got to deal with that. So Mm -hmm. are you willing for change? Are you Mm -hmm. ready to change? And then step three, what kind of a road do you want to build? Where are you going? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, short term, you're going to road open. But then you want to do blessing, you want to do uh, John the Conqueror type work, you want to do nature work, power work. So road opening is a step. It's not a Mm -hmm. destination. Mm -hmm. It gets you on the way. And in step three, you're going to determine the approach and the breadth and the duration of the work. That's making it last. Are you going to lose Mm -hmm. 20 pounds and then yo-yo diet it back? Or Mm -hmm. are you going to make health and well-being a lifestyle? Mm -hmm. So these are all elements, and that's that third step of the road opening. You're not even at the road opening anymore. What is the continued root work that you've allowed? What is the space Mm -hmm. you've made in your life by the road opening work? Road opening will open the space. It will blaze the trail for you. But once you've removed it, you either let the weeds grow back in or you lay down a solid road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boy, you've really thought this out, baby. Um, you know, you you have a, a, a mind that is very orderly. I, I would say like mm-hmm. my mind, and I really appreciate that. Um, 
you, I, I now hereby um, anoint you as a maiden of the non-hierarchical bullet-pointed list society, <laughs> um, <laughs> with special, special numerically hierarchically uh, ordered list clusters, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so this is this is really important stuff because people talk about people often. You mentioned uh, road opening versus blockbuster, and I've got to say mm-hmm. something here. People also mm-hmm. confuse road opening with cleansing. Oh, I'm yeah. going to do an, I'm going to do a New Year's cleanse. What the heck are they talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, we do a New Year's cleansing. We do cle- we don't do cleanses. Cleanses is kind of like it has that intestinal overtone I don't really go for. We do we can do a New Year's cleaning, cleaning or cleansing mm-hmm. as you want to call it. That is different than opening a road. That is simply removing the dirt. So my way of looking at it, now I'm going to make my own little hierarchically ordered list here of numbered points. First, the cleaning, which we should have done last week, right? Then we do the three steps of road opening. But my feeling here is if you get stuck at step two, that's when you might want to switch to block busting rather than road opening. Mm-hmm. If the block, if the things are too great and the mm-hmm. mundane, and then um, move onward to the, like you said, the next stage. And my my feeling about this is you have to know where you're going. You cannot live in a per- perpetual state of cleansing and road opening and blockbusting. No. And as you said, are you ready for your success, is what I call it. Are you ready to win? There are a lot of people who don't feel ready to win. In the mm-hmm. chat room, I just have to say... Um, I think her name is pronounced Gia, said, I am waiting for Chinese New Year. <laughs> I love that. Um, that's really great. Um, and But it, it's, a, it's a good point that I love this time between, I, I get a whole lot of, you know, I get New Year's all the time. I got the Jewish New Year. I got the uh, solstitial New Year. I got the Gregorian New Year. I got the Chinese New Year. I can start over any time I want between uh, about September, you know, mid and late September until uh, February, March. Um, I can finally get up to the first day of spring, right? And then we can even carry on after that to Easter. That's six months of New Year's, baby. You know, that's great. <laughs> you can road open all year that way. That's right. That's right. But uh, but it is a point. It is really a point of uh, of uh, interest to me that people um, make New Year's resolutions and then they fail. They fall apart. So... Opening the roads can also be done at other times besides New Year's. You know, you want to to move into a new career and so forth. Mm -hmm. So let me let me bring Ali in on this. Um, Mm -hmm. So Ali, what do you do, or how do you tell your clients about road opening? You know, there are a couple of things to to bear in mind here. Uh, One is the type of formula that you use. So. Um, we talk about road openers, right, or road opening, which is a particularly popular formula that's used. But there's also blockbuster, which was quite common in my youth. And you and I have talked about this quite a bit, Kat, mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Is, is the difference between the two of them and um, how blockbuster was quite popular in the spiritual supply shops for the longest time 
And uh, Road Opener has kind of overtaken Blockbuster in a lot of places um, as a result of kind of uh, the influence of, of Latin American culture, of, of the kind of more, uh, the Texas brand of um, spiritual supply shops uh, and various other products. But these two formulas are different. They serve a similar function in that they, you, you use them before something, you use them to remove obstacles. But understanding what you need in your circumstances is an important start to, ro- to the to road opener. The first thing, for example, is road opener is, I see it as a more gentle and unfolding nature, right? So mm-hmm. it clears out debris, so to speak. You know, kind of the clutter that's in your life. It kind of goes in there and it removes it. Uh, whereas Blockbuster is spiritual dynamite of sorts. You use it when there's a serious issue in the way, right? Most of not somebody is in the way, right? And it's a very powerful way of kind of bursting through those those barriers and blocks, uh, breaking the kind of chains that may be on you. It is related to a certain extent to uh, uncrossing this. Not exactly, but as a very similar kind of effect in that it's meant to deal with a little bit more uh, intense of a situation. And knowing which one of these you need in your circumstances um, is important. There's a third formula that I would add on there. Not a lot of people think of it that way. But Van Van. Van Van is um, changing luck um, and it's about clearing and empowering. It's that type of force. But I remember quite a bit that Van Van was used in very similar fashion, especially in Louisiana, Mississippi, and these places where people would use Van Van when they were faced with kind of blocked conditions, right? With things were simply not going their way, and they needed to turn things around fast. Combining mm-hmm. these three is a very effective way of working as well. If you start off with something like a blockbuster to deal with a targeted block, something that is in your way, then you use road opener to kind of clear away the debris, to make the kind of gentle, make the roads open so you know which path to take. And then Van Van to give you that empowerment and to turn your luck on it so that you can move forward. Um, Van Van has a very generative uh, feel to it. Whatever you use, the one thing to bear in mind, and Ola touched on this, is that you're asking the Lord or Spirit to radically change your life. And that's not always going to be you know, the smoothest of or the most comfortable of things. People, you have to be ready for it. Um, some people think of road opener as kind of, you know, you, you you light a candle and then everything is happy and everything gets better. It's not like that. Uh, calling on the Lord to open your roads means get ready for change. It may mean, guess what? You're going to move 500 miles to the East Coast or something like that. Or mm-hmm. you're going to find this new job and you didn't even consider a job, right? So you have to be ready for what opportunities are brought your way because you're asking for a very powerful force to come in there and unclog the spiritual flow that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to I want to uh, say a little bit something's going on in the chat room and I want to put a little comment in here. The word road opener in English, a lot of people who are American and white mm-hmm. and have been initiated in Afro-Caribbean religions believe that the word road opener must refer to an herb which is known in Spanish as abre camino, which means uh, road opener. But in hoodoo, it need not. We're just talking about words mm-hmm. here. And there is, um, blockbuster is an American term, so is road opener. 
And road opener doesn't mean that you have to import Cuban herbs. I want to make that really clear here, because I've had that uh, back when our when our dear friend um, Dr. E. Eddie Gutierrez was alive. He and I had a conversation about this, and I think it was even on the air. Um, mm-hmm. it, uh, and, and do you remember that, Ollie? That we talked. I do about remember this. Either it was on the air or it was one of our meetings, but I remember being present for this conversation. It might have been on a tech meeting, a tech on tech meeting yeah, Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but we talked about what is that herb, and you know why is it called abracamino in Cuba, and is that herb used in hoodoo? Well, it's a very hard herb to get in America, but there are analog, substitute, different, similar, parallel herbs, and road opener in hoodoo does not rely on the abracamino herb. We had quite a fun talk about it. Um, Nagashiva says he was present at that conversation too, but that could have been on Tech Tuesdays. It could have been on the on the radio show. In any mm-hmm. case, the point being that Road Opener is um, not a, a sorry stepchild of uh, Cuban Santeria. No, it's its own formula. So I just want to make that clear to people. You know, mm-hmm. it's just whatever. Um, and um, uh, Contraband Ali said in the chat, I didn't know Blockbuster was more common in the U.K. Thanks, Michael Davis. I didn't either. I didn't even know they knew about all this stuff in the U.K. Mm. But block, Blockbuster was a formula that was, um, again, this has to do with different uh, manufacturers and distributors. And Blockbuster was a formula that was being uh, heavily promoted on the East Coast when I was young. So you would see it more on the East Coast. But, you know, that's, everything is regional. It's all regional. Ah, Michael Davis found Dr. E's old post, and he posted the URL for this in the chat room called About Road Opener Abracamino.html. Oh, wonderful. Okay, okay so there's some there's some more uh, data there. So, um, But again, don't confuse the two just because the one word translates the same as the other word. Okay? All right. And thank you very much, Michael Davis, for caring about this and, and, uh, and getting it kind of, you know, let's get our little... Uh, history straightened out. Now I'm mm-hmm. going to go back to Van Van because actually the the premier road opener of the older times was Van Van. It was yes. not road opener and it was not blockbuster, mm-hmm. and it was Van Van. And those are the, all of these formulas are slightly different. Van Van also uh, marketed in sort of a, a reduced form, in other words, with fewer ingredients, is also sometimes known as Hindu grass oil. And there was a company called Henry's. Now, Henry's was a company that made hair care products for the African-American uh, community by mail order. They sold real hair wigs, and um, they sold – they're a very interesting company. If you ever want to look up Henry's, they were they don't exist anymore, I don't believe. But they, they sold um, not straight hair wigs. This is what's so fascinating about them. They sold um, what you might call uh, curly, kinky, nappy hair wigs for people who had lost their hair. and the, But they were um, they were all made with African hair. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, were, they also made – a conjure supplies, like many companies that did hair care products, they made conjure supplies, and they made a product called Henry's Grass Oil, which was their takeoff on Hindu grass oil. So that's where the name Henry's Grass Oil, and there are still people to this day, vanishingly few of them, who, when you say Van Van and you open up a bottle, they go, well, that just smells like Henry's Grass Oil, right? But that's the name Henry, and that's why Henry got in. It was not a mistake for the name Hindu. It was the actual the name company, Henry's, and they made Henry's grass oil. So all of those are used for road opening, and um, they are they have a real reputation as 
as Ali said earlier, for changing bad luck to good. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend that everybody um, go start with Van Van, right? You start, if you think you want to just open your way and, and it looks like an easy job, Van Van is both a cleaning a substance. Yes. It's the same smell as in Chinese wash, right? Start with a cleaning and if the van van, uh, if you have no opposition and it was just dust and cruft in your way, well, you got your open roads. Then you want to go to road opening. If if mm-hmm. it didn't kind of, if you cleaned it out but you're still stuck, then like what's happening for many people now with this mercury retrograde, then you want to go to road opener. If someone has actually put a block in, then blockbuster. But remember, we don't we don't build our own blocks in our path. Blockbuster really is where someone has thrown down blocks. Now, what does that mean? Yes. Why would someone do that? That could be a curse, but it also could be a competition in a mundane way. They could be gossiping against you. They could be trying to get their nephew to get your job. They could be putting up stumbling blocks. Don't promote her, they say to the supervisor. Don't promote her. Mm-hmm. You know she's always late for work or some other gossipy thing. They've just put a stumbling block in your way. And it wasn't a magical curse. It was a mundane social uh, negativity. So Blockbuster breaks through all kinds of blocks, and it uh, oh, breaks yeah. through the, the anything that's been put in your way. Okay? It's a kick-the-door-down type of product. It yeah. really is. You use it yeah. to kick down doors that someone's shut in your face. But I love yeah. the, the, another thing about Van Van is that it really has uh, a certain all-purpose all feel to it. People used it for luck as well. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you dabbed a little bit of Van Van on your lucky coin and went gambling. So Van mm-hmm. Van is, is one of those products that's really underrated today. And I, I hope to see it come back. But for me, I love Van Van. In fact, it's probably the formula I use the most in the work that I do. You know, at one point, Van Van was the most popular hoodoo product made. Yep. And it still mm-hmm. is very popular but for us, mm-hmm. money drawing is more popular. Love me is more popular. But Van Van yeah. is really great. All right. Well, um, it's been wonderful talking about this. Um, Van Van cleansing, Van Van road opener, blockbuster. Those are your go-tos. So you're listening to the Hoodoo <laughs> Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company. And uh, let's turn this over to Papa Newt. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ali, and this week's special guest, Aura LaForce, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home contra remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We'll be selecting callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, I'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Papa Newt, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our hosts. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. Our first caller is calling from area code 616 in Michigan. This is DZ. DZ, are you there? Yes, DZ is here. Hello. <laughs> Welcome. Hi. Welcome to the show. And I see this is your first time calling in. 
And also, yes. let's see, you've had a reading with Miss Cat back in December on a completely different situation, but you have not been to any other readers for this situation. Is that correct? Yes, correct. All right, Cece. And I'll read your, your description, which we had to edit it for the on-air readability, but she writes, as an international freelance health consultant, I have traveled to countries abroad. Over the years of travel, I purchased a piece of real estate that now needs to be sold. The property has been on the market for two years. I am told that it is reasonably priced, but no buyers is 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 purchasing it, and it's becoming a financial strain. I would like to know how soon will this property be sold? Turn it back over to you, Miss Kat. All right, honey. Let me ask you. I know what I've I've read for you before. Um, would you mind telling me what country that property is in? <laughs> Liberia. Liberia. Oh, that place is now. I know exactly who I'm talking to. <laughs> Hi, hon. <laughs> um, you know, I can count the number of people who even say the word Liberia to me in the course of a year on the fingers of one hand. Um, uh, well, that's a very interesting situation that you're in. So what I'm going to do is put down three cards, and we're going to see about it. Number one, number two, and number three. Well... There is a problem. And uh, card number one is the Knight of Cups. So this is you traveling and moving on. This shows a guy who's on a horse. He's got a cup in his hand. He he is trying to achieve, um, you know, forward motion. He has come across a dry desert, a time of not getting what he wanted. He comes to a little stream. He can... um, go up and down the stream, and he can try to get to the top of the cliff on the other side where he has a big old oak tree represents a goal he wants, but he can't get up that cliff in one jump. He's going to have to go either up or downstream. We recommend go downstream, go with the flow. And on that uh, stream edge, there are little trees, not the big oak tree of his dreams, but uh, little little ones. So number one, this card always recommends bathing and cleansing. You're a good candidate for road opening, just like we talked about. Now, do you get to that property? Do you physically, can you get to the property? Uh, Not recently, but I have people who are handling it. I I haven't gotten there physically recently. All right. Uh, My feeling is that one of the things you might want to do is some sort of a a bathing or cleansing of the property. Now, if you can't get there, you can do it with photos. You can do what's called proxy cleansing or proxy bathing. Um, Some people will use um, uh, water to do that. Some will use an egg. And we'll get to this when we get to the root work. But what I'm just trying to say is my reading indicates that the property itself may need a little cleansing and you need helpers because we have these little trees along the way. So, number one, the property has uh, some issues, uh, and it does, it appears dry and uh, desert-like. It needs water. And I don't mean necessarily physical, but spiritual water, and you need helpers. Number two is a card um, called the Four of Coins, and this shows a little king who's in a state of poverty. He's lost his castle. He's lost his throne. He's in threadbare fur clothing, and he's sitting outside of a town with his one foot on one coin, one on another, third coin wrapped up in his arms, and a fourth coin on his head. And these coins are very large. They're like the size of large dinner plates. So this is about talismanic magic. And again, um, I would say that something has been done to this property 
when you got the property, did you do anything to nail it down or contain it or keep it yours? No, I just prayed. That's all. I I didn't know about who do it at that time. Okay, just, so you've just you just purchased it. Okay. Well, this this shows that something, some spirit, perhaps, or some person is trying to hold this property down. The four coins represent to me the kind of thing we do to to hold down a property. We put in, say, four spikes, and we put four coins on those spikes. And there's many, many ways of doing this. Something is being held on to, and it involves money. It may be you're told the property is reasonably priced, but you've been inaccurately informed. The property, the price may be too high. This card, though, might indicate to me, and I'm going to say might, I'd want to do a deeper reading perhaps, that there is a spirit there that wants that property held the way it is. That property is nailed down in some way. Because usually this is, this yeah, this card also could be, if I was going to go out way out on a limb like Condello Cambisa does when he reads, I'd say, baby, don't sell the property. You've got to hold it. But you do need to sell it. So something is happening here that has nailed that property down, and I'm not thrilled with that card. The next card is a good outcome card. It's the Four of Wands. It shows a happy, happy celebration. Everybody is uh, feasting with fruit and flowers, and offerings are being made to God. So that would indicate you need to make a promise or a vow of an offering. When this property sells, I will hold a party. I will give a certain amount of the money to uh, to nature, or to to God, or to the charities, or whatever you'd like to do, because this mm-hmm. does say it can happen. It really can mm-hmm. happen, but it it's going to not happen until the time of flowers and fruit, which is um, summer and fall. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be prepared here. This is going to take a little time. So I have a kind of an ambiguous date, and not a good date for you. It's not going to say, hey, mm-hmm. it's going to sell in February, but. Um, I think you need to do some cleansing of that property, and there is something there holding it down. That's my reading. Let's turn this over to Aura and see what she says. Maybe she can clarify some of what I saw. What I find what I find interesting is that a lot of the cards that I'm seeing in my reading are extremely similar to the ones that you have, Miss Cat. In the past position, rather than the Knight of Cups, what there is is the Page of Cups. And mm. the Page of Cups in the deck that I have tends to always indicate a link to a child of some kind. So it's a very childlike spirit if it's a spirit holding it down. But it's somebody or something that has a very strong attachment to that place. Mm-hmm. So that that's a card that I've often... It very rarely comes up in my particular deck unless there is an issue with uh, somebody childlike or childish or a physical child. Mm-hmm. But it does show that um, that same energy that Miss Cat was speaking of, where you know you're on your way somewhere, but you're not actually getting there yet. Oh. The present card is actually expanding on what Miss Cat was looking at uh, on the helper aspect, and here we have the Three of Wands. So this does. The Three of Wands is actually a card of uh, representation, leadership, uh, the type of job position that you've been having. And I would tend to say that you're probably going to get another job before you're going to be able to sell the property in question. It also asks for being 
uh, very visionary about where you're going. Look at all of the different opportunities. So it would tell you to branch out, yes, with the companies that you're at, but be a little bit more proactive on sending out feelers to various possibilities of areas that you could be visiting, that you could be approaching job-wise, parallel to where you usually work for. So it's rallying uh, the various different roles that are available for you so that you can plan ahead and have those backup possibilities, expanding your horizons. And yes, that three is also, it's a man that sent his ships out. He is at home. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you have people out in Liberia who can act for you, Uh you want their help. You really, like this cat said, you want them to physically touch that property. Make some moves over there, not just from where you are over here. But it's also, this man is, when he sends out his ships, he doesn't know necessarily when they're coming back. He's taking a gamble when he sends those out because that's a big investment that he has there. He's trusting that it is going to be coming back, but he's doing it. It's a calculated risk. So get the information that you need price-wise, like Ms. Kat suggested to you. Double-check, not necessarily through your usual channels. You really need to be a visionary on this. Plan ahead and know where the... Call the shots. You want to be calling the shots, not just reacting to them. The future outcome, like Ms. Kat, is a very good card. She had the Four of Wands, and the card I have is the Eight of Wands. The Eight of Wands says that when it does actually happen, it will probably happen very quickly. Between offer and payment, it's going to be a whirlwind. Uh, Mm -hmm. Eight of Wands is a card of very quick movement. It's also a card of conclusion. Uh, It talks about a very important message coming through, things happening very, very quickly. It it is a successful resolution, but the Three of Wands tells us that there's this period between the time that you set boats out and that they come back to shore, there is time of waiting. Mm -hmm. So we're not seeing it in the immediate. But when that conclusion comes, it will be what you need. That's what my cards are saying. And no doubt Kondraman Ali is going to have some excellent root work advice to help bring this home and bring in that eight of wands and that four of wands. All right. Okay, how about it, Ali? What have you got? Thanks, Kat and Oral. I think those are fantastic readings and really pick up on on what I sense as well. Um, If you can get to the property, please do so. I mean, obviously it involves travel of some sort. Um, I don't know where you're currently located, but I presume in the United States. So it's international mm-hmm. travel. Um, so it, it'll it take, you know, some effort on your part. But I highly, highly recommend it. If you can get to the property, uh, find the largest tree that is near the property or on the property and offer it some mm-hmm. cool water. Um, have mm-hmm. a small candle at hand. Don't set anything on fire, please. Be careful with that candle and commune with, with the spirit. I sense the spirit will be tied to the tree in some way, shape, or form. So... Mm-hmm. Speak to the spirit um, of the property and see what insights and impressions you get. Ask for its aid in selling. Um, I'll promise that you will find a uh, a good buyer, someone that will take care of the property, someone that will be a good custodian of the property. 
Um, so that's what I would recommend if you can get there. If not, what I want you to do is get a map of the property. Um, you can Google Maps. You can do whatever it is you need to do to get it, or a photo of the property that someone takes on your behalf. Um, ask them also to gather some dirt from the property and send it to you via mail. Um, what you're going to do is you're going to set this up on a small table. You're going to put the a map of the property on oh. there. In the center, you're going to put a large lodestone under which you put money, um, money from uh, wherever this country is as well as dollars, right? You're going to dress this money with money drawing sachet powder, okay? And you're going to set this in the center of the map. Next, okay. I, what I want you to do is get yourself a sensor or a thermal or something mm -hmm. that you can use um, Incense, you know, burn some incense on it. You're going to burn attraction and love me incense. That is to draw in people to make offers and people that will fall in love with this property. And you're going to smoke this. I want you to orient this entire table towards the east, so wherever the sun rises. And you're going to smoke it by smoking the top of this property. Then you're going to smoke the right, the bottom, the left. And then you're going to leave the thurible incense uh, holder to the left of the lodestone on top of the property, letting the smoke up. On the right-hand side of the lodestone, I want you to put a bowl, which you include the dirt that was sent to you, a pinch of sugar, and a white candle. This is going to be your offering to the spirit, uh, sweetening that spirit to you, acting in faith. And then you are going to take four eggs, and you're going to place it around this entire setup. This egg is to cleanse the property as well as to filter out any negative that is going to be coming your way, including bad uh, buyers or, or bad people. And you're going to give this book some magnetic sand once a week. When you do that, you replace the eggs. You also take the incense off a new incense, again, smoking the top, right, bottom, left, as well as offering a new candle, sir, as you say your prayers, call upon that spirit to aid you, and ask that the property be sold. So it's an ongoing work. You're going to keep working it until you sell. You're going to replace the eggs, filter out the negative, throw away those eggs at um, uh, a crossroads um, or, or running water, a river of some sort, replace the eggs, Smoke the entire area at its cardinal direction. Light another candle and feed your lodestone magnetic sand. That's what I would recommend. I'm sure that my colleagues have uh, further things to add on here or suggestions. But if you can get to the property, please do so. The physical work is definitely needed. I sense it as well. Uh, the spirit of the property is also easier placated and appeased by you physically being there seek it out at the largest tree, either on the property or near the property. Um, otherwise, give it that candle at the okay. All right. I'm, I'm going to uh, break in here because we have some um, interesting questions. Um, Papa Newt just posted in the chat room, and I asked him to, mm -hmm. the um, URL to the AIR page, Category Blessing, Cleansing, Healing, and Tranquility. On that page... Um, I believe, and I may be wrong, I hope I'm right, there is an egg cleansing um, 
Hmm. Egg cleansing on um on a <laughs> on a model railroad layout. It's about how to do cleansing by proxy with an egg. Mm-hmm. I'm scrolling the page now and see if it is there. I'm checking um, Doom. No, it's not on that page. Oops, I'm wrong. Well, it I don't might know what be it... in the eggs page. Ah, might it be in the eggs page? Maybe oh, it's no, no, in it's the... actually in the cleansing category. It's, it's in the cleansing page. Okay, there we go. Yeah. All right, we found it. Um, that Yes, it's in the page called um, uh, cleansing, category cleansing. And it shows on that page uh, Charles Professor Charles Porterfield's a model railroad layout with a with a life-size egg on it. And it says, an egg can be used with a photo or model to clean people, animals, or places at a distance. And this could, this is actually a railroad model of a real place that happens to really exist because he's that kind of a railroad modeler. But you could do it on a photo or a map. So you've got a map and then the photo, the eggs. Um, Desert Willow was saying, well, if you put out the eggs, birds will eat them. And think, no, 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 we're talking about proxy cleansing with an egg, Right. She's. Mm-hmm. You're not asking her, Ollie, to go to Liberia and put down four eggs. No, no. This is um, on the map. This is on the map, right? And Professor Porterfield, mm-hmm. hi, hi, Professor Porterfield. He just said in Arizona, <laughs> right? That's where, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it's along the <clears throat> it's along the railroad in uh, Arizona, folks. And it's an accurate model of a real place. Was he wishing to cleanse that place? He could do so, but you can use a photo. And uh, so this is a really um, multi-layered work. Cleansing by proxy with an egg is something a lot of people don't think about. But what you're talking Mm -hmm. about is putting out those eggs and then removing those eggs to nature or throwing them at a tree or doing putting them in a crossroads Mm -hmm. or however you would once Mm -hmm. a week until the property sells. Is that what we're Mm -hmm. we're going? That's exactly where we're going. A long while while you're doing your incense and candles. So you're cleansing and you're drawing kind of at the same time. The eggs act as a filter to remove out the negativity that's there, the whatever is blocking it, as well as also a filter for, for bad investors or bad buyers, right? It protects the work, the way you set up the eggs, around the work that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, okay. So... Um, so then we have Mile High Mojo in the chat room contributes. What about St. Joseph? And post a link to St. Joseph. And absolutely, if you're a Catholic, and not everybody is, uh, mm-hmm. you could work with St. Joseph. Now, this is very traditional. St. Joseph was a carpenter, and he's used to sell buildings, property, and places. You have a little statue of St. Joseph. You bury it upside down, and you say, St. Joseph, and I'm going to put you in a difficult position until you sell my property, and after that I'll put you in a high place. And you make a promise to St. Joseph. If the place has a home, you can frame a picture of St. Joseph and put it in the home. And um, and when the place sells, you have to dig up the statue, uh, which is buried upside down. But again, you would need helpers to do that. And even non-Catholic people use St. Joseph for this, and it works. Uh, some people say bury him with his face painting pointing to the east. There's many little wrinkles and variations. When you're going to put him in a high place afterwards, people often will say, well, I put him up in my closet shelf. He's in a high place. And um, But the idea is you've got to make good on your vow that you made to St. Joseph if you use that way of working. All right, hon. Well, thank you very much for the call, and good luck to you on this. And there's a bunch of, bunch of roads open to you. All right. All right. Well, you're all listening to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, and uh, we're going to come back after our break and have one more reading with Contraband Ollie, Oral the Forest, and me, Catherine Ironwood. 
Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Reworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners, located online at readersandreworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silent Fleet, a free online prayer service of missionary independent spiritual churches, located online at crystalsilentfleet.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client, who is calling from area code 646 in New York. This is free. Free, are you there? Oh, free. Is free here? Mm-mm-mm. Can no. No free. Well, what do you want to do? We've got Free's question. We can just read and hope that Free is still here. And sure. But I think we should just do that. It's a pretty simple question. And, and Free, you can listen to us in the archive if you can't be with us now. Okay? And Free writes, I was told by an ex-new girlfriend, uh, I was told my ex-new girlfriend put voodoo on the both of us to break us up. There was a lot done to both of us as well. He is at her beck and call, and my life has fell totally apart. Mentally, massive weight loss, massive confusion, job loss, Mm -hmm. and death thoughts. I am at a loss of where to start to fix this mess and get my life back on track. Right now, she is at her strongest, so I know I need to do a lot of work. Turn back to you, Ms. Kat. All right. Well, free in absentia. Um, um, this is a difficult situation. And I'm going to clarify one thing before I turn this over to Ollie for a reading. I know he would say the same thing, but I'm going to say it for him. Um, I, was I know what you're going to my... say. <laughs> hey, you want to say it? Well, I was Linda, told please. my ex's new girlfriend put voodoo on the both of us. Hmm. Okay, voodoo is an African religion. Uh, no, I don't think the ex's new girlfriend put an African religion on you. I think they put roots on you. I think they put hoodoo on you, conjure, bad curses, hexes, jinxes, that mess but not voodoo. That would be like saying, I was told my ex's new girlfriend put the Catholic Church on both of us. No, no, no. Not mm-hmm. the right thing to say. But people use the word voodoo carelessly, uh, inappropriately, and I would say in a in a mean-spirited way. Uh, voodoo is, mm-hmm. is a religion. You don't put voodoo on people. You put root work on them or tricks or something. And I'm not doubting that this happened because what the client tells us is that there is a lot going on here, Um, job loss, massive confusion, weight loss, and even death thoughts, okay? Um, So, Ali, having said it, let's turn it. Was that what you were going to say, Ali? That is exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. All right. We've been down this path more than once. All right. Uh, but but let's just say that instead of the word voodoo, that, that Free had said, put a giant, horrible, freaking curse on both of us. Okay? <laughs> the, we are very much alike in that. I was willing to say the exact same thing. Thank you, Ms. Kat. So this records here to see what it is you need to do and what it is uh, that can be done, if anything. And the very first card that I have here is the magician. The magician is a powerful person was able to manifest the reality. Um, you are going to need to work with a professional here. Um, this is It doesn't come up in, in, in the present. It's not a representation of you as a person, but of someone else in this case. You are going to need someone to come in and intervene to assist 
you are a practitioner. Um, as you stated, this other woman is at her strongest and you are at your weakest. So you are at a disadvantaged place and state and you need someone to come in and tip the scales in your favor. So I do recommend working with a professional. Um, a male is, is uh, male energy is what I'm sensing here, so something you should consider. The next card that I have here is the Eight of Cups. The Eight of Cups shows us a man wearing a red cloak walking away from goblets that he has neatly stacked. You should know that this would not have been successful, and I have no doubt that he has been worked on, but this would not have been successful if there was not something within him by which he can dig her claws into. So there is something wrong within your ex as well that allows him to... Uh, that makes him vulnerable to her, um, to a certain extent, a willing victim of sorts. So be aware of that, that, in, that there is something within him that makes him walk away. Now, he is not in a happy place. There is regret and doubt, and he is leaving something uh, behind to walk into uncertain territory. So know that this is not, you know, while you are suffering, your ex is not off having a brilliant time, that he too is suffering as well. And there is quite a bit of difficulties um, emotionally for him. This is not a case, however, that I would say reconciliation is possible. The fifth card, the third card that I should say that I have is the Five of Cups. The Five of Cups is a person mourning three spilled goblets um, that have uh, wine, milk, and water. Um, and they are so focused on their grief, on their sorrow, that they don't see that right behind them are two perfectly good goblets that are still standing up. You are mourning the circumstances. Uh, you are mourning the loss, and you have a right to. You have been, you know, wronged, uh, grievously wronged. But the more you focus on the wrong, the more you're unable to on. Um, this is not a case that you can, you know, dive in and draw this man back and everything will be right. Instead, you need to focus first and foremost on getting yourself in a better position, uh, dealing with the health matters, the, the uh, sorrow and the depression and the sadness and the difficulties first and foremost and recognizing that there are opportunities um, around you. I think that the in this case, the clearer sign is cleansing, uncrossing, protection work for you, and then moving on. As terrible as it may seem, as unjust and as unfair as it may seem, you can ask your root worker to fight on your behalf, but in my opinion, you are better served by walking away and starting off fresh than going back and getting yourself mired in a mess that you may not be able to handle. This is a circumstance that, that's messy all around. This person, this woman, has got something of yours and she's using it. She does. I, get a, I have a very strong impression that she has something that she's managed to sneak and get either through him or someone, and she's using that against you. And that's why she has such a powerful hold over you. She's also buried him. She's knotted him up, buried him, and her, so her influence on him is pretty secure. This is a woman who's dug her claws in deep and who is not going to let go unless is ready. So something that you should uh, bear in mind, that my comment is indicating that these circumstances require a professional. There's some work that you can do on your own as well, but require a professional and for you to consider healing, cleansing, protecting, and moving on in this uh, case. All right. Well, boy, that's a that's a strong reading, and I'm, I'm mm. going to just say, yeah, this is 
this is a, an important um, thing here. People always ask, you know, hey, come for a reading, and and now um, we're telling you reconciliation won't work. And people go, but magic is supposed to work. But if the reading counterindicates it, if the reading says this will not work with magic, and this st- strong reading does say magic is not going to work at this time, um, you probably are best advised to uh, follow what the root worker says. Even so, you're going to need a professional. In other words, don't go to a professional root worker who's going to say, I can fix it. Go to a professional root worker to get yourself out from under the problem that's been mm-hmm. thrown on you. You've been messed with, you've been you've been hurt, and, uh, and you know, you've been uh, damaged. So that's where yeah. we're at. Let's see what Aura has to say as far as a reading goes. Well, the past position that I have here isn't the magician, it's the Three of Swords. So it's the effect mm. rather than the cause that we're seeing. The Three mm-hmm. of Swords, we're talking about a card that's telling us about sorrow, about grief, and it comes out when there is a third party involved. I have rarely mm-hmm. seen that come out. You know, there's bad cards when it's just a bad situation, but this is when there's someone else in the way. Often mm-hmm. there's infidelity. And it's just, he's not faultless in this. Yes, Mm -hmm. she's bad news. But he's a pretty rotten bastard too, based on this one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that three of swords tells us that, yes, you know, heart-wise, this is a very, very difficult situation. And it is the type of card that you will see repercussions in other areas of your life. Mm -hmm. In the present... I have the Ace of Swords, but the card is reversed. So when the Ace of Swords indicates clarity, its reversal shows us confusion of the mind. It's part of the reason you're feeling it so difficult to get out from the stone under you. You feel like you have a huge rock on top of you. And I'm going to come out and say, Hun, if you're having suicidal ideation, you don't just need magical help. Make sure you are getting medical or psychological support to help you deal with that because that's serious and it needs to be addressed in more than just a spiritual fashion. You can mm-hmm. go to a church priest and talk about it, but you need to address that. You need support and you shouldn't be alone dealing with that depth of distress. Mm-hmm. That is something very serious and The cause may be confusion of the mind. The cause may be the relationship that happened before, but it tells us that it has gotten out of hand and it really needs to be addressed in a more global fashion at this point. The sword, the way I am seeing it here, is also in the Hurley and Horler deck, a huge, huge sword that goes all the way from one end to the other of the card. It is Mm -hmm. physically separating the past from the future. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. telling us that the reconciliation is not possible. It is a break. You need to break away from this situation. You don't need to go back to it. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. want to go back to it because that's only going to continue generating where you are right now. The future card is the Eight of Pentacles. So it shows us a way out after the root work, suggestions that Miss Cat is going to have for you, 
along with any of the support that you're getting in the mundane world, we have our Eight of Pentacles, which tells us that work is the way through it. It's a card of learning. It's a card of perfecting yourself. It's a card of being grounded in the everyday life, in having a job, in bringing home the bacon. You see a potter in this card creating a pot. And in my particular deck, each one of those pentacles is a clay pot. So physically, it can even refer to a manual art. Uh, Manual arts are extremely healing. And it can be a good way, a good step back in to something new. A step back in to the world again. Because one of the cards I'm seeing, what I'm seeing with those that three of swords and that ace of swords is a lot of isolation. And that eight of pentacles is asking you to get back out into the world, be it by taking a class, becoming a student again, working again, but using your hands, grounded in the real world. So that's what my reading has to say. I'm going to turn it over to Miss Kat for some good work for you. All right. Well, Free, as I said, I know you're not here, so I'm just speaking in absentia. Um as far as root work goes, that first card of the magician was very evocative to me. You will need a helper. The fact that you didn't make it to the show is kind of not too great because we have mm-hmm. a lot of great problems here. We hope you're okay because, after all, uh, we have a message here from someone who has uh, death thoughts and now they're not on the show after they've signed up. So that does worry my little heart a little bit. But let's just assume, hey, you know, you forgot the time or the computer wasn't working or such. I want you to go and get a root worker to help you. And I also second what um, Aura said. You will need a medical or psych doctor to help you. Okay? Um, There is um, problems when one has the Three of Swords that manifest, as I always say, in three systems of life. It could be... um, a body system, it could be a mental system, it could be legal, it could be job, it could be school, it could, wherever you're at in life, three different things will be affected. Um, the card of the uh, man walking away also makes me realize that um, he's not coming back. And I, I got there kind of right away with those readings. So we want to get you help. The f- things that were mentioned here were that this woman who did this, is absolutely right. She is a very severe cursor, and you have been cursed. So first of all, you're going to want to do some protection work after you cleanse yourself. First, you have to do some cleansing and then protection. But I do want you to do it under the steady guidance or hand of a root worker. I don't think that you're strong enough right now to do it yourself. Two, whoever becomes your root worker, I would recommend that first we want to do a bath, And it would be a cleansing bath of some sort. Um, We would want it also to be protective. So maybe some hyssop, some rue, some lemongrass. I always like 13-herb bath. We definitely want bay leaves in that bath because we want to strengthen the mind. And we also would like some salt and other purifying minerals, possibly Epsom salts, to soothe and yet have things run out. Uh, Use a little bit of that. Uh, leftover bath water to scrub and clean the house, at least rudimentarily, at least give it a spritz and a clean, because I have a sense that there is negativity in the home as well. It's um, 
there is something the the home is out of order it things need to be cleaned up there then uh an actual a bath of road opening and new new feelings um new um stuff for yourself after the house is clean put up some protection it can be four bay leaves it can be some protection oil crosses on the four corners of the doors or on the four corners of the windows and um maybe a little bit of a mirror um work to uh, get that person out of your life forever along with the ex-boyfriend and you can read about uh, mirror spells different very simple mirror spells in the black folder it's a book that we published Uh, there's a lot of them and there's also uh, mirror spells online that you can read but just a simple mirror spell put the uh, uh, the ex's name and the girlfriend's name between two mirrors or their photos back to back between two mirrors mirrors and take that little packet of mirrors out and bury it somewhere, you're done with them. Then we want to do something to bring in your new life. The spells that we've talked about so far, and I know that Aura also has a road opening spell coming up, those will be the kind of spells I want you to do. I want you to do something um, for yourself. If you do an uncrossing bath, um, don't just stop there. If you do an uncrossing plus 13 herb bath, don't just stop there. Walking out between between two white candles, that's good. But I want you to do a positive spell on what your greatest need is. Now, you see, you're not here, so I can't guess what your greatest need is. Is your greatest need for health? You're talking about massive weight loss. Is your greatest need for mental stability? You're talking about that. Is your greatest need for love? I'm not sure yet because you sound like you're in pretty deep darkness right now and don't have enough to offer someone in the way of love. But we'd like by springtime to get you thinking of love again. But we need to get you out of the darkness and you had job loss too. So I would like to see you do some sort of work for your greatest goal. But only you will know what that greatest goal would be. Would it be a new job? Would it be um, getting your health and weight back together? Would it be getting your mind back together? See, I can't I can't prescribe without knowing a little bit more. So that's why you need to go to a root worker. But pick one of these things and fix it. Pick the next and fix it. Pick the next. Because you're not yet ready. You haven't yet come up out of that darkness to be ready for a love uh, drawing bath. That is not what's going to happen at this time, in my opinion. And so we have a, a lot of issues here. Get help and get help on all levels physical get a physical checkup mental talk to a psych doctor if you have death thoughts and get out and work or i gave some really great advice do physical labor walk make things do things go bird watching whatever it is that floats your boat um get a new puppy something something that you need to actually be engaged in the world with does anybody else have anything to contribute to this uh, before we in this segment. Really get a sense of something physical with the hands. So working with clay, working with modeling clay, uh, something physical. Okay, something physical. I hear you on that one. And that card, um, that is the um, Eight of Pentacles, is a guy who's steady working in my deck. He's making little gold discs in her deck. She's doing pottery, and he's doing pottery. And that that means make things, make things with your hands. All right, Free. Well, I hope you hear this show. If not now, I hope you hear it uh, in the archive. And we do mean you all the best. Call in again if you have any more questions. All right, you're listening to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour. 
and uh, we're going to be back with our free spell. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, hosted by Catherine Ironwood and Contraman Ali, Sundays 3 to 4.30. Candelo's Corner, starring Candelo Cambisa, Mondays 5 to 7. The Crystal Silence League Hour, hosted by John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6. In the Streets, with Beverly Smith, Tuesdays 6 to 7. On Sacred Ground, with Kyra Mon, Wednesdays 5 to 7. The Now You Know Show with Professor Charles Porterfield, Thursdays 6 to 7.30. And Liquid Libations with Andrea Weston, Saturdays 5 to 7. All time specific, at 3 hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. And online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Laura LaForest of lauralaforest.com in Quebec, Canada. Take it away, Ms. Laura. Thanks, Papa Newt. What I'm suggesting now is five days of road opening to ring in a new year. You can do this spell either for a specific issue that you want to open the roads for, or you can do it more generally to open the roads in your life and then follow it up with whatever works you would usually be doing. So four days of it are pretty simple. It involves drinking a nice cup of tea. You're going to make a tea with equal parts of lemongrass herbs. That's generally a good road-opening herb. It unblocks everything. Lemon balm. That specifically works with long-encrusted love issues that you want to get rid of, just to clean things out a little on that area. And green tea. Well, green tea is not traditional. It is not hoodoo in any way, shape, or form. But it tastes good, and it wakes you up in the morning. So you put the oh, three I, of them I, together. I, I just got a book yep. in here. Um, Go ahead. Tea, tea and coffee do have a, a, a purpose and a use in, in hoodoo. Green tea okay. is a bit of more of a of a modern uh, refinement rather than black tea, but, but tea has its purposes. So go ahead. <laughs> well, I prefer sencha tea just because I find the flavor works really well with the lemongrass and lemon balm, and you're oh, drinking course, it for five yeah. days. So the three of them together would be my suggestion. And you infuse a teaspoon of the mixture in a cup Mm -hmm. of hot water. You let it steep seven, nine minutes. You cover it so that you keep the essential oils within the cup. And you're going to have a cup of that tea every morning for five days. The fifth day, you prepare a spiritual bath while you're making your tea. And that spiritual bath is going to have lemon balm, lemongrass, about a tablespoon of each, and a handful of kosher salt. So you're going to boil that up in a pot so that you get a good, strong brew. Strain that. You add cool water to it so that it's not too hot, and you're going to have your spiritual bath with that water. You can use the Hoodoo Spiritual Bath books. It's very clear on how to take a spiritual bath. Lucky Mojo's site has excellent instructions on spiritual bathing as well. And so does the Lucky Mojo Forum. So you would take the spiritual bath. And once you're done the spiritual bath, you're going to prepare a candle. You take an orange candle. You use the same herbs as the bath. So a little bit of lemongrass, a little bit of lemon balm, a little bit of kosher salt. And you're going to roll your candle in... I don't know if any of you have ever prepared a candle, but you take a small plate, uh, a cookie sheet, you cover it with a little bit of aluminum foil, you stick it on a burner, you melt a little bit of wax, and you add your herbs to that. 
you add your salt to that, and you roll your candle in it. So it's a fixed candle, and it's got your intentions, your prayers. You can add a little bit of road opening oil or a little bit of van van oil, whichever you prefer. And you're going to set that candle. As it burns, you watch it for divinatory signs. That's going to tell you where to go, how to work from where you are at this point. You dispose of whatever remains in a crossroads, compost your herbs, please, or put them back in your garden, and move on with your work. So that is the five days of road opening. And I like doing it over five days because you have the time to really bring the work into your life, to to meditate on the work as you're as you're doing it. And every day, you're building strength. Every one of those four days you're having your tea, you're thinking about your road opening and where it is you want those roads to go. So that is the spell. That's really nice. And it's simple as can be. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a couple of comments here. Um, I know you thought of the green tea as not being, you know, super traditional. And it's true. It's, green tea has become a more popular since, you know, more recent times. But um, And it's a great antioxidant. Is there any reason not to add the green tea to the bath? Oh, you could add it to the bath as well. I would add it if you want something to wake you up, the same way that mm. coffee is often traditionally used to kind of wake you up and get you into it. Particularly okay. if motivation or procrastination is an issue, definitely put it in. Okay. The reason I say that is um I I happen uh, uh you know to to like to bathe with a little bit of tea. That's just a good way to do it. It's a, it's it's a, it's nice. It's real nice. <laughs> now, on the rolling the candle, there are going to be people who don't know how to do that. Um, in my book, The Art of Hoodoo Candle Magic, there are instructions. There's a, you can find videos. And Madame Pamita of uh, Madame Pamita's Parlor of Wonders, parlorofwonders.com, just recently put up a, um, a YouTube video. It was on money drawing, but she showed how to roll a candle in with just oiling the candle and rolling it in herbs without using wax, and that is one way to do it. I use wax, but she showed a, a beautiful way to do it just with um, a little bit of oil and sticking it and rolling the herbs on it. So no reason that people cannot roll their own candles. This this way of working is so traditional, so old. It kind of fell out of favor when the glass-encased candles came in, but it's a very, very strong way, much stronger than just taking a glass candle and sprinkling herbs on it. And I recommend it highly, very highly. And in this case, it would be an orange candle, as Aura said. Okay? So, yeah, um, and people in the chat room are saying, yeah, Pamita's video was good. It really was good. I put a link on it up at the Lucky Mojo Facebook page if you're looking for it. Or just go to YouTube if you're listening in the future and just type in uh, Madam Pamita at YouTube and uh, you'll find it. It's, uh, I believe she has it as a, um, a money-drawing candle, but, again, she shows you how to roll candles. Okay. I'm very fond of double-dressing candles like that. It's really powerful work. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty much the only way I work them. <laughs> yeah, mm. right. Yeah, and I use, uh, 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 Nishka says I use wax and oil, and so do I. What I do is I put out the sprinkled um, bits of leftover wax mm-hmm. or cheese wax. I've done, done it with cheese wax, or I've used um, beehive honeycomb, and that's another mm-hmm. way to work. And uh, you just buy the sheets from an apiary supply company, 
and you can put them on a little bit of heat. They'll just just slightly relax and sag, and uh, you just sprinkle, of course, in the little honeycomb parts. All the little herbs will sit in there, a little bit of oil, and then you just roll it in that, and mm-hmm. it's a fantastic, easy way to work. There's so many ways to do these kind of candles. The other I should thing say about that, that, uh, that you mentioned something really important there, that you actually soften the candle. I mean, the, the wax, you don't melt it all the way. I've tried to teach this, mm-hmm. and I've seen people just melt it completely. I'm like, no, no, that's not what you're doing. You're yeah, you can. the wax. You can melt it. It depends on the kind of wax. Well, just a second here, because sometimes if you have a really hard stearic acid type wax, you do have to melt it completely. Yes. But, yeah, yeah if you have a beeswax or a soft wax, you can also use just leftover cheese wax. You know, I'm the great cheese yep. wax queen. Um, and that is soft when you get it in your hand. So any kind yep. of wax will work. But but as Madame Panita shows in her video, you don't even need wax. You can just use oil. Not as many herbs will stick, but you can do it. Okay. Well, um, thank you so much, Aura, for that. That's a great little ceremony to open the roads for a new way and get yourself on track for the new year. All right, I'm going to turn this over to Papa Newt. He's going to make our final announcement. We'll come back and do a little bit of closing. Thank you, Miss Kat and Countryman Ali. And thank you, Aura LaForest of AuraLaForest.com in Quebec, Canada, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Reworkers will be John St. Germain of JohnStGermain.com in Knoxville, Tennessee. Once again, we've come to an end of another Lucky Metro Hoodoo Rework Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Metro Period Company in Forceville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Metro forum at forum.luckymetro.com and Tanjaman Ali at tanjamanali.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm Papa Newt, your announcer, joining you from papanewt.com in Columbus, Nebraska. The Lucky Metro Hoodoo Rework Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Chuck Band playing the Chuck Band Waltz. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Papa Newt. Lovely to have you with us again as our announcer. Um, thank you, Aura, for being our guest. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely again. Yeah, well, we really enjoy having you on. You're such a practical reader and a practical worker. And a wonderful <laughs> really great. guest. And a wonderful guest, yes. Um, now, I just have a quick shout-out for Miss Michael in the chat room. You can buy colored honeycomb at candle-making supply companies. She's right. That's right. Okay. <laughs> if you like to color code your work. Thank you, Miss Michael. All right, and thank you, Ollie, for being here. Always a pleasure. Yeah, well, it's just great to have you. Now, folks, remember, we're getting our um, tickets are on sale for the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, May 14th and 15th. You can go to hoodooheritagefestival.com, and uh, you'll be able to buy those tickets. Okay, good night. Good night, all. Good night. Good night.